Hello there and welcome to the business of. Today's topic is the business of connectivity and conservation. My guest is Lisa Lavallo, Southern Arizona Vice President for Cox Communications. But before we get started, I'd like to thank today's sponsor, Desert Diamond Casinos in Tucson. Desert Diamond Casino is packed with the hottest slot machines and table games in Tucson. Hungry? They've got your cravings covered. Plus, stir things up by betting on your favorite sports at the wagering kiosk throughout the casino. And when it's all over, chill out in one of Desert Diamond Casino's comfortable hotel rooms. Okay, let's begin. Hello, Lisa. Heather, good to see you. So Thanks good, for to see you. good to see you. I'm happy you're here. I've been wanting to talk to you, so this will be great. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. So go ahead and tell us, what is your role at Cox, and how long have you been in your position? Well, I think I've got probably the best job at Cox because Yay. I get to work in Southern Arizona, um, uh-huh. with the great employees and people we have in our community. Uh, I just hit my 15th anniversary with the company. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, I'm responsible for making sure that um, all our, our business activities um, and our customers in Pinal, Cochise, uh, and Pima counties are okay. taken care of. Fantastic. That's a pretty broad, broad. group it's, of people great, there, yeah. huh? <laughs> so then give us an overview of the products, services that Cox offers for those listeners who might not be aware of everything that Cox does. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Um, well, we have a very um, robust residential business, which mm-hmm. provides high-speed broadband services uh, to homes. And in, in Tucson, uh, we are one gig enabled at every household that our network passes. So we have a very fast, reliable network. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have, of course, a video product, Cox Contour, uh, which provides you with a plethora of different channels you can choose from. Mm-hmm. We have home security. We also have a commercial business unit that takes care of all businesses, big and small, from hospitals to to sparkle cleaners, okay. right? so everything Good. in between. So we have uh-huh. about 10,000 commercial customers just in the city of Tucson alone. Um, We also, which is really exciting for us, um, have launched now a mobile offering from Cox. What's that? So a mobile, you know, like you have a mobile phone, right? So now you can get mobile from Cox. Oh. And the great thing about it is um, that we are going to be launching uh, not only all different Samsung phones, we've got Apple phones, um, and also you can bring your own device and you can nice. you can start being a mobile customer at Cox for about fifteen dollars a month. So it's really competitive. It's very reliable. It's five G technology. So that's brand new for us, and it's right. going to be a game changer, I think, for a lot of customers. For sure. And even though there are lots of options out there, knowing that you're dealing with someone right here in Tucson makes all the difference in the world as far as your service and that sort of thing. Yeah, you can go into our retail store. Those are actual Cox employees there. Um, we have almost three hundred employees driving trucks and you know, handling the network to make sure it works properly and that it's reliable. Uh, and, you know, I think the the other great thing is if you are currently a Cox customer, you'll have an opportunity to to take the mobile product and get a discount on your other services. Oh. So we're going to make it even more um, like attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like a bundling uh, with a mobile product instead of a line-line phone, for example. Wow, what will you yeah, think cool. of next? <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure. That's fantastic. And then I know that you've been making quite a community impact lately, especially with the schools when everyone went sure. into you know, the pandemic and there were so many families who didn't even have internet or yep. strong enough internet to really support online learning. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I think the, the most important aspect of not only the, the COVID period, but now um, post-COVID mm-hmm. is that we've invested over the last 10 years almost $20 billion. Wow. 
in creating a network that has got the resiliency to take on all the extra traffic that we've received since right. people's habits and practices of what they're doing at home, how they're doing it, how they're working now virtually, sometimes in the office, sometimes at home, Zoom and Teams. It sure. requires a, a network that is really robust. And fortunately, we have been investing in our network all along and right. will continue to do so. So for people that live here in our community, they should be confident that Cox is in reinvesting money in making the networks uh, tremendously reliable. Um, and then I would say the other thing is, um, you know, we, we recognize uh, that there are community members who are challenged to afford. I mean, things have gotten so expensive, right? Eggs right. are nine bucks and gas yeah. is really expensive. Mm -hmm. And there's an, an inflationary economy out there. And so uh, we participate in a program that was created by the federal government called the ACP program, which okay. provides a $30 per month subsidy. Okay. So if you're a Cox customer and you qualify um, for this program, you can receive $30 off your bill. Oh, good. And so we have um, a product that is a 100 meg broadband service with a free installation and a free modem that will allow you basically to get our products and services at no cost. That's fantastic. And so that's enabled a lot of people who didn't think they needed a connection at home. They thought they could just use their mobile phone or just right. use their office mm -hmm. broadband to get broadband at home. And I think that's been a game changer. And we have in the city of Tucson almost 30,000 customers who are taking advantage of that program. So I think wow. that's been shows a really the need. big need. That many. And, mm -hmm. you know, how we need to continue to push people to connect. You know, connect uh, and uh, conservation is your, your theme here. Right, but right. connecting is critical for mm -hmm. all we do today. Uh, it's a critical service. Um, and for families who are struggling with the economy and, and the economics, uh, it shouldn't be a barrier now for them to be able to connect to broadband. Exactly. And Cox is not the only company that offers this. Sure. Um, we're one of several mm -hmm. um, that, that make this available, but we're very proud of our participation in it. That's fantastic. And you were talking about all the different counties that you manage. Do you want to talk more about how Cox is expanding into new communities in southern Arizona? And tell us a little about that progress. Yeah, so, I mean, we're always looking for ways to... Um, provide a better level of service mm -hmm. um, to communities that have our services currently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how do we upgrade our networks to keep them, you know, really functioning well and providing the speeds customers need. But we have over the last several years, and really COVID was a big um, catalyst to this, sure. started looking at where are there rural and remote areas that are either completely unserved and have no broadband service whatsoever or are underserved, meaning that they have really poor broadband service. Mm -hmm. So just in the last couple of years, we've invested about um, $25 million in southern Arizona alone to expand networks into Cochise County in southeast Sierra Vista and Hereford, Arizona, mm -hmm. in Huachuca City. Um, we also have worked with Pima County and the governor's office to put together a public-private partnership um, to build out Three Points and Sycamore Springs okay. uh, in Pima mm -hmm. County. Those sure. are areas that... Um, have absolutely no broadband exposure mm. yet, but they will. Right. So it's been great to work with Pima County and the, and the uh, corporation, or not the Corporation Commission, the, um, the uh, Commerce Authority, mm -hmm. um, to put the funds together to do those builds. Right. Um, we've also um, worked with the city of Douglas and partners in Douglas, Arizona, on the border to, to, to build a state-of-the-art network there. It's a $12 million investment that we're making wow. uh, in Douglas with partners. So... So we're continuing to see opportunities for that. There's another about 3,700 houses we've targeted in Pima County. We hope to build out to in the coming years. So 
it, it's not going to be long when every single person is going to have access to a high-quality, reliable broadband connection um, uh, brought to them by Cox. Right, and I feel that the importance of that isn't just simply being able to stream a movie. It truly is educating yourself. I mean, you could teach yourself a new language. You could you know, research anything under the sun that you want to research, and you really could advance yourself. For right? sure. And I, I think, you know, for a community that um, is so attractive to the world, I mean, we've mm-hmm. had a lot of immigration. People love coming to Tucson. Mm-hmm. We can have people that have jobs anywhere in the world mm-hmm. if they have the ability to have a high-speed broadband, reliable connection for them to to do that type of career here. So I think it not only helps the regular person like me and you when mm-hmm. we're at home doing things we want to do sure. the way we want to do it, but it definitely helps us build uh, industry and commerce um, so that our community is more prosperous. Exactly. And I love just the inclusivity of it all, mm-hmm. too. Like, yep. really, let's try to reach everyone to make everyone's life For sure. a little easier. I love that part of it. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to Tucson Metro Chambers, the business of. I'm Heather Wolpern, and today's guest is Lisa Lavallo, Southern Arizona Vice President of Cox Communication. So like we were saying, what, with the connectivity and the conservation, one of the real reasons we're here today is because you would like to talk about how Cox is more than just a technology company, especially since April is Earth Month, as we know. You've joined me today to share how Cox is partnering, partnering with Southern Arizona nonprofits focused on change in our own backyard so start off by telling us about Cox Conserves. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I want to just say one thing kind of is to contextualize this. For sure. Um, I'm going to share with you some things that we do as a company um, to try to affect the environment mm-hmm. and to create a more sustainable world. Um, but we've always been a company that's done this. This is not new to us. Um, okay. You're not just trying to look good. No. Like you really mean it. In fact, our, <laughs> our owners, we have been doing this for almost 20 years. Okay. Uh, and not a lot of people know about all the goals that we have, but... I think people recognize us more in the community for the things that our employees do, the way they volunteer um, Mm -hmm. in the community. We spend about um, $5 million a year in community programming and philanthropy, uh, and that is touching organizations like the Botanical Gardens. It's touching organizations like the Nature Conservancy. Mm -hmm. So we've always done things that have put our company in a position to to help the community be healthy from an environmental perspective. Specific to our company, um, we have some really audacious goals around zero waste to landfill, being carbon neutral, um, and also by um, investing in sustainable projects uh, Mm -hmm. more aggressively. So we want to be carbon neutral by 2034. We want to be zero waste to landfill by 2024. We've already met that goal, so we'll have to reset that one. But um, we definitely are are heading the right direction there. How fantastic, though, to be able to check. Yeah, we checked it sooner (laughs) than we thought. Yeah. Um, and then also to invest over $100 million uh, throughout our, our footprint, our enterprise in the U.S., um, in, in organizations that are really committed mm-hmm. to sustainability and a greener environment. Definitely. That's great. Yeah. So tell me, with the very first part of it, how do you think you're, what are your steps to trying to achieve that? <laughs> so, you know, you walk before you can run and yeah. stuff like this, right? Because right. there's a lot of education. Sure. You know, there's things you can do at your office. There's things you can do at your house. There are things that you have to provide to organizations that are much more knowledgeable, resources, mm-hmm. volunteerism. Um, so, you know, we started, like I think most businesses, we're, we're like, what kind of light bulbs do we use? Yeah, for sure. Um, That's how a starting much, point. How yeah. much paper are we using? Mm-hmm. Um, why are we printing all these documents? Yeah. Um, you know, why do we have styrofoam cups in right. our break room? Yes. You know, I mean, just these little things mm-hmm. like that, or in our case, for the type of um, 
materials that we use and can recycle, we have cable, we have copper, we have all these things that we use to build and maintain our network that are 90% recyclable. So we have to stop taking that stuff to the dump. We need to to recycle it and separate it. and, Mm -hmm. and, And so those are the things that we did to get to a place where our employees understood the impact they could make. Um, and most of these ideas came from employees, frankly. They're out there every single That's day. Great. They're seeing all this stuff for throwing in the trash. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And so it's really been led by the front line um, and their, their observations about how we can do better. Um, but, yeah, if you don't bring your own um, mug to work, you can't get a glass of water at Cox. I can tell you that right now. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, you just, there are no plastic cuffs, no styrofoam, no, in nowhere. So That's great. And how cool for the employees to know that they are being heard. And that they can share their opinions and make a change within the company. Well, yeah, they get aggressive about it. <laughs> they do. You know, you get folks that are really passionate about this. Right. And it, it, you can't say, well, no, we're not going to do that when it makes total sense and it's right. the right thing to do. Exactly. Uh, and so they have an idea. We give a little bit of investment, like having certain recyclable bins or having a different service come to separate uh, trash that's recyclable. And the employees make that happen. And it's just ballooned and snowballed. And this that's is happening fantastic. all over the company, not just in, in Southern Arizona. Right, right. That's fantastic. And you, you were mentioning certain partnerships and things, say, with Tucson Botanical Gardens or that sort of thing. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that, your environmental partnerships and who else yeah. might be? Um, we've done since um, the, um, the San Pedro River is in our topography down here in Southern Arizona sure. and working with the Nature Conservancy to make sure that those riparian areas are maintained um, okay. and that those wildlife corridors are maintained. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our company has done a lot in terms of river cleanup. And so rivers um, and uh, natural flowing rivers is a big part of having a really healthy ecosystem. So we've spent sure. a lot of time with those projects. Right. Um, we have done solar projects, you know, making sure that we have as much solar on our building as we possibly can mm-hmm. and investing in that. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot of them to list, but I think at, at the at the core, it really is our employees every day thinking differently about what they're doing at home, how they're recycling at home, you know, how they're carrying that through and educating others about what they can do to make it true. Difference. Yeah, that holistic approach totally. and how it don't just, you know, affect this small yep. area, really let it branch out and grow and snowball in the best way possible. And we're very careful. I mean, you know, we're constantly digging in the streets, right? And digging in the medians and and we're always replacing um, the landscape to make sure it's natural landscape, that it's landscape that w- that is water friendly. Good. You know, so all those types of things to help the city keep its beautification goals That's intact on uh, working with the mayor's office on the tree initiative. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those are all things that we're plugged into and, and helping as best we can. Wow. So you truly are so much more than a technology yes, company. Yes, we are. Improving. And you were talking about, you know, some of the green office practices that you're already doing. Do you have any other tips for, say, someone who might be listening of what they could do to be a little bit more green in their office? Well, let's see. Um, <laughs> well, um, you can have more plants in your office to improve the air quality. Definitely, especially uh, for next folks. to a computer. Exactly. That's a good exactly. way thing. <laughs> um, you can, uh, instead of throwing away electronics, old electronics that you stick in a drawer somewhere, you can recycle those. Right. And there's a, an organization called Suburban Miners okay. that you can take those to, and they'll, they'll fix them up and get them back out or take them apart and recycle the pieces. So right. that's a great way. Um, we used to have a printer in every office and now we have one main printer. And so it really cuts down on, on the use of a printer when you have to use a, you know, kind of a communal printer, For right? Sure. 
Um, we also have removed waste baskets from people's offices oh. um, because people don't always do the recycling different bins in their office. So if you just have one place where you go to throw paper away, they're going to walk out of their office and they're going to throw them into the right bin. I like that. So that was kind of a mad, like a big change that people didn't have their own trash bat, trash can in their room in their office, but um, that's worked well. I mean, it's these little small tweaks right. uh, that everyone can participate in. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really the small wins that get us there. I like that. And that way people are conversing next to the sorting bins rather than the right. water cooler. <laughs> yeah, light bulbs, motion sensors, so that when people are out of the rooms, the lights are off. That's great. Um, you know, and these are all things that can be done with just basic, you know, thing. You don't have to have like a billion dollars to do it. Exactly. Just be conscious yeah. of the choices you're making for sure. So what types of things are you doing at Cox that could give other Tucson businesses or residents ideas on how they can impact the environment during Earth Month and throughout the year for that matter? Well, I think um, every business should try to create some type of internal initiative and some kind of a challenge. Mm. Um either amongst internal teams or, I mean, we've had a throwdown with TEP um, and a couple <laughs> of, you know, you know just do? like we, we had a, a kind of a challenge, a recycling challenge, yeah. and a green challenge. So we challenged them to recycle more than us. And so we, you know, a little banter <laughs> back and forth between companies That's just for fun. fun to get employees excited about it. Um, Were there prizes? Uh, I don't think there were prizes. I think it was just um, bragging rights, bragging sort of rights which yeah. I'm pretty sure we won that one. I mean, Susan Gray, may <laughs> she hears this, may say that's not true. But as I recall, <laughs> we were the victors. That's hilarious. Um, so, you know, things like that or just, you know, create a series of small ideas where for the month of, of April, it's bring your own container to work day. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, don't use any, don't use the printer for a week. Don't, you know, like just uh-huh. these things that people can try right. to try to change habits and practices. But like I said, it really is to start small. Mm-hmm. And then the other would be, I think, to give um, employees uh, some ideas of things that they can do to be greener in their own home, you know, and give them give them that information and challenge them to be a good steward of the environment when they're not at the office. Definitely, especially when they have kids. Although in that instance, it probably is trickling up the other way. The kids right. are teaching the parents yeah. how to be, right? But For still, sure. it's good to be like, hey, you know what? Actually, you shouldn't put saran wrap in the recycle bin or just that sort of thing, just so people have the information so they can share it with more people. When people get more aware of the own trash they produce, yeah, it's kind of shocking. It is shocking. So, you know, I mean, that's, I think, uh, those are good ideas. So switching gears just a bit, I know you're also on the Sun Corridor board. Yes. So share some goals or projects that... This group has been working on lately. Yeah. So, you know, most of the p- real projects are like under an NDA. But right. I, the way we talk about it is I would say, and, and I was with Joe Snell on Monday night, who's the CEO of Sun Corridor, sure. and uh, he was giving an overview about the, the pipeline, what's in our pipeline in mm-hmm. terms of opportunities to either grow, expanding, expand businesses that exist here, right. uh, and where we have industries of opportunity and what, how, how robust is that flow of opportunities for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he hasn't seen um, as good an environment for new business expansion in Tucson for a long time. So he's very bullish about where we're going there. Um, we also have an emerging sector with um, electric elect- electric cars. Right. Uh, we had the American Battery Factory just um, mm-hmm. you know commit mm-hmm. a billion dollars of capital. It'll be 1,500 employees. Um, and so fantastic. we're building a cluster now in our valley um, to support all the electric car things that are and battery stuff that's prop, popping up in Pinal County and Pima. So I think w- that's an area of great opportunity for us going forward. Um, so I'm pretty pretty optimistic. Mm-hmm. 
That's fantastic. Yeah. And just for the listeners who aren't familiar with what Sun Corridor yeah. does, go ahead and explain that a little bit. So Sun Corridor's job is to sell our community to companies mm-hmm. to come here. I mean, they are our sales force. Right. They go out all over the country and often all over the world, whether that's going to an air show in Paris to talk to um, you know, uh, aerospace companies right. that are located here or that we're trying to recruit to come here or going to California as companies are looking to get out of that environment and find a more business-friendly environment for them to work or just helping existing businesses solve problems or mm-hmm. find more land or to recruit or create more workforce development opportunities through Pima Community College, which is a huge partner to Sun Corridor Definitely. to get the workforce of the future. Mm-hmm. So they, I view them as um, they're really, they are our, our sales force for growth and expansion. Right. Um, that's a good way to put it yeah. really. Yeah, exactly. And how long have you been on the board there? Probably 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize it had been that long. That's yeah. fantastic. And you're newly on the board at Tucson. Yes. Your chamber. We're so yes. happy to have you on the board. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I served on the chamber quite a quite a while back. Okay. Um, and when the new CEO, Michael Guyman, asked mm-hmm. me and the board chair, Edmund, I'm just so impressed with what the chamber has been doing oh, over good. the last several years. I mean, right. the membership is growing to over 1,500 members. Oh, yeah. um, the Keystone investors, which are the folks like the bigger companies that put in a little more money so that the little guys have support exactly. with government affairs and with development services, um, has been increasing. It has doubled. It's doubled. Okay, I knew. See, fifty percent increase. Yes. Um, and the board's getting stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, for people that. Um, that have thought about being a member of the chamber, I want you to know that you are talking to a chamber that is in the black, that is fully staffed, that is modern, that is listening to business, is cooperating and working well with our municipalities, um, and aren't afraid to stand up for us. Exactly. And that's a big part of you know the voice of business. So mm-hmm. I think it's I'm excited about it. I'm I just started this year, so mm-hmm. I still have some things to learn. But um, it's a critical component to also selling our community and creating a business environment exactly. and a business climate that we can grow in. Exactly. Well, we we appreciate your support yeah, and your enthusiasm. Sure. So thank you. So uh, we have a little bit more time. What else would you like to mention before we wrap up today? Well, um, I think I would like to mention. Um, I grew up in Tucson. Um, I've lived here uh, almost my my whole life. I went to the U of A, um, okay. and I got my MBA from U of A. I lived in California for a little while after college, um, and this it's is good to go away and then yeah. come back because you appreciate it yeah, more very much. So I don't remember the mountains when I was in college. Oh, I don't know. I must have just been face down a dirt bag or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's why you look but, familiar. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I I just am just so proud of what our community is doing and when we work together, business and nonprofits and municipalities. I mean, we just, again, ranked one of the 10 best places to live in the New York Times or one of one of yes. the Traveler magazines. Right, I mean, we're right. getting really good publicity for our commitment to a healthy community, Definitely. a bikeable, walkable community, to the beautiful environment that we have here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, all these things that we're doing, and sometimes we fight a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's it's working out well for for Tucson, and I'll be here till they sprinkle my ashes on the Catalinas, right? <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and and th- something we were talking about right before we got started was a woman who yeah. has actually worked for the uh, for Cox for quite some time. So Tell that story. It's crazy. I mean, uh, today I was on a, in a meeting, and uh, the owner of our company um, gives an award out every year to outstanding employees. And mm-hmm. it, it's not necessarily their performance, just that they have an outstanding story or have done something really incredible in their community. So today they gave the award to a young woman of 91. Yes. She started her career at 71 years of age at Cox. 
she worked for us for 20 years and finally decided because she was having difficulty seeing the computer screen that it was time for her to retire. So I was just amazed by that because, A, this woman was sharp as a tack, and I can only hope when I'm 70 to be that sharp. <laughs> right. um, but just to work for a company that hired someone at age 71, I love that. developed them, gave them the support they needed. Um, and when the owner asked her what are her reflections on her career at Cox, she said that she didn't go to Cox. She went to Cox so she could support her family. Mm -hmm. But when she left Cox, when she looks back, she stayed there because the company operates with integrity. It cares about its employees. It cares about the communities that we serve. And to see a 91-year-old woman who doesn't need to say anything, that's not truthful, I'll tell you. She right. could just let it all hang out. It. Um, it was quite um, heartwarming to see how much passion she still has for the organization. So that was a really cool cool thing to see today, for sure. That says so much. Yeah. That says so much. So if someone is listening today and they think, wow, Cox sounds like Come one, come all. Yeah, so I was going to say, they need to visit your website, Absolutely. Right? I'm sure you always have many positions. We're available. hiring all the time. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much for sharing that story. I love it. I don't want to be working when I'm 91, but I love that she has such a great <laughs> story to tell Work from ethic. that. <laughs> Perfect. We have the information shared today on the business of inspires you to go check out cox.com. Thank you so much to today's guest, Lisa Lavallo, Southern Arizona Vice President for Cox. Thanks again to Desert Diamond Casinos for sponsoring today's broadcast. And I'd also like to thank a few of our Keystone investors, such as HSL Properties, the Jim Click Automotive Team, and Love It and Touche. Check out Tucson Metro Chamber's website at tucsonchamber.org for the latest events. Ongoing events include Chamber Exchange, Coffee and Contacts, Workforce on Tap, and ASU Presented Issues with a Twist, as well as some of our signature events, such as the Business Summit, which is coming up May 17th, the Copper Cactus Awards for its 26th year on September 22nd at Casino del Sol, Stay the City and Stay the State. In case you didn't catch the episode from the beginning or would like to listen to it again, visit our website or search for Tucson Metro Chambers, the business of, on your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe. Would you like to be a guest or sponsor an episode? Email thebusinessof at tucsonchamber.org. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day.